Welcome to the Mad Trio podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Hello. Ryan, who the hell is that? Preston and Rob, the old guy. The old guy is here. Yeah. And so this. Make sure you're listening to the Rob Charney show. This just in because of coronavirus, a world famous slogan has been temporarily or permanently put uh, to pasture. KFC will no longer say it's finger licking good. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's pretty good, John. I love it. This is so right now I'm so, Hey listen guys, listen, it's really serious. Please do not lick your fingers. <laughs> so right now I have my laptop on one hand, my iPad on the other, and my cell phone on the other, and on my i my uh, my MacBook, it's actually saying it on Business Insider and The Hill and Yahoo. So this is actually a serious, uh, apparently serious note or article or ridiculousness. That's funny. Um, the other. So is it going to be like slap your mama good now, or what? What are they going to switch I, it with? Shoot, I. That's funny. Slap your father? I don't know. Slap your. It's no. it's woke, so it's going to have to be something with a guy. Um, have yeah. you have you guys ever heard of a B bender guitar? B-bender. A what? A B-bender. B's and boy, wow. B-bender. Hmm. So <clears throat> I had never heard Wait. of this. So apparently this is a real guitar, but what they do is there's a mechanism attached to the top, to the to the, to the, the strap, on the, the thing that holds the strap onto the guitar, on the top one towards the neck. So what it is is you actually pull on the guitar, it actually bends the B-string. Hmm. So you can play, and you just pull down on the guitar, and it bends it like a lap steel. Well, that's a pretty lousy neck. If you're able to do, do well, no, that. it's, it's so actually it's a specific. It's a guitar made just to do that. So what it is on this particular model, which okay. was custom made for the guy, Weird. there's a mechanism in the back of the guitar and a cutout that actually has uh, that's a mechanism attached to the, what do you call this? Not the bridge. It's the thing on the back of the guitar um, where the strings attach. And it allows you to bend that. So you've got the neck. And you have the head. Oh, yeah. So if you, got, you take a look, I'm sure in the old guy right here, you see where the top of the, the top yeah, of the strap is? Yeah, I just Googled it. I've never seen that before. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. I've, I've never heard that. I've never heard of it either. Uh, ev either. If you take a look, if you go into YouTube, type the B bender guitar, the strap pulls the B oh, string. Oh, well, see, there's different models of What so, the hell? So according Somebody to. Somebody turned one into an ashtray. So according to the guy on YouTube. <laughs> Because it was a collaboration episode, the guy said they're all custom made except uh, one. There was a small run of actual, uh, um, what you call them, like a small run of actual purposely built guitars that were manufactured. But I've never heard of these. It it just seems a little wonky, especially if you're one of these guys who you know you're. Hey, I, guitars aren't my stick. I mean, I strum it a little bit, but I can make two or three chords, but that's about it. Well, I mean, it. imagine if you're the guy who and played Johnny B. Good. just for the B string? Yeah, just for the B string. Why the fuck would you... I'm assuming it's for... Just the I'm assuming it's for the, the twang. Like a lap well, steel yeah, type I, of thing? That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, if, why would you want to independently bend the B string? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to hear an example of it, I guess, to hear the utility of it, but... That seems just very oddly specific. One of the YouTube commenters uh, actually said, hey, can you make this for every string? So instead of having the whammy bar, you just go, you know, pulled it. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the whammy bar, you know, hits the, 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 the back end. 
you know, it just it, it moved the whole. I can't think of a fucking name of it because I'm not really a guitar player. Um, <coughs> where the string speed through, you know, in the in the back, not the yeah. I I know I know what it's called, but I can't think of it any right this second. It's the string holder. That's you that's, know most that's it's hard. No, it's actually have a little more bit of like a bridge them, depending on their wood, but. You're obviously not getting as much of a bend as you can with with this thing. And uh, I actually saw one more really cool guitar because I watch. Oddly enough, I can't play a lick of music, but I love watching guitar customization videos. There's this Swiss guitar Brian, that's, that's that's all metal saddle. It's called the saddle. Is that what it is? There's a yeah. there's a Swiss guitar. <laughs> there's a Swiss guitar that's all metal. And you can the the back of the guitar is held on by magnets. It has quick change pickups. So while you're playing, you switch to one pickup. You can have the back open, pop in one pickup, switch pickups. You can actually switch them on and off the fly. And it's a Swiss right. made. It's a really amazing looking guitar. It's probably it's probably really expensive, and I highly doubt would work really well in like a concert environment. But it's pretty neat looking. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, well, there's some pretty right. specific ass guitars and, and what instruments in general. Yeah, I love watching. Just, uh, you just wonder, like, oh, okay, this was invented for one song, you know? I, I guess yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. It sounds like it's. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't really see. I mean, as far as the B bender. Yeah, I don't see really yeah. the actual point of it. Well, none of us being those. A great guitarist, maybe a great guitarist yeah. could. Right, yeah. Do something we're we're probably not the ones. I, be yeah, the we shouldn't be talking. I have no idea. You know, I learned how to play the guitar, learned how to read music, and then I just never continued with it. So it's I, I just, yeah, well, I, so I just did I. I know what you didn't mean. have the interest to continue to even really get good at it. So obviously, I just you know I just so here's here's never a, had interest in. So here's the description by a Wikipedia. A B-bender is a guitar accessory that enables a player to mechanically bend the B-string up as much as a minor third, three frets. There are several different designs, but all use levers or pulleys inside the bo- inside or outside the c- guitar body that activates by a pull or push of the guitar neck, body, or bridge. So is it just to save them time on moving their hands? Because that's all I really hear. I don't really hear an actual purpose of it. Other than just to change the tone of it, I think the only way for us to really moving your hand. No, it might be to uh, listen to some artist that uses that and makes a demonstration. Yeah, yeah. yeah I because I've never heard that of them be before, it. and when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's got to be fairly unique." Because if it, if it was super popular or even remotely, you know, if it was like Eddie Van Halen's but guitar, the, you would have heard about it, right? But the thing is, is I was looking it up on on. Google and it says that you know they they're the design has been in guitars since at least the 1960s so it's been around for a while I just don't know why I've never heard of it so obviously it's not that popular oh, according to so you know or from what I can think of you've heard it but you didn't know what it was like a tremolo so here yeah but you would think you'd see more artists using it. Okay, so here's according. Well, it's in the back of the guitar, it looks like from the picture. It's, uh, yeah, but there's still a mechanism that you would see, I, I would think. So, okay, I have something. This is from Guitar World. This is straight off of Google and Guitar World. So, this is uh, 13 Essential B Bender Guitar Songs. The Birds, You Ain't, you ain't Going Nowhere. 
Hmm. Led Zeppelin's All of My Love or Ten Years Gone. The Eagles, okay. Peaceful, Easy Feeling. Will right. Will Ray, Helicaster Stomp. The Birds, Buckaroo. And it keeps going. But so we've heard numerous songs and music by different bands that somebody has used that guitar with that device on it. Yeah, that. But we never knew, and yeah. we never knew. I think that's and it pretty never changed our lives in any way. Well, I mean, it's pretty amazing the <laughs> fact that it's it it is something that it was. So obviously, it is popular. We just never knew. Well, I wonder if it just it makes it possible to hit some particular chord where you can't stretch your finger to that third minor. Or something like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. Is, uh, so I'm trying to think. It saves some time. Oh, that song pretty fucking well. It's got to be a certain style, or um, it's like Kurt Hammett and the Wah pedal. It just feels right in the moment. Ah, uh, that's that's the only thing I could think of because yeah, I because if it was something super least famous, the Wah pedal is more like it feels right for the decade. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but he still uses that pedal a lot. Um. You see, I guess that's the only thing, because I was thinking if it was super popular, it would be something that it would have been out there, you know, uh, like, uh, oh, God, what is his name? It's uh, Von Frankenstein something or other. I forgot the band name. The Misfits. This the the One of the guitarists custom makes all his guitars, and he has a guitar that weighs like 20 pounds. You know, if it was something like you would hear about it because you're into the musician or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it guitar. could be one of those. Jesus. Could be one of those things that's like a magician. Yeah. <laughs> a magician's secret, you know? Like, he just doesn't want you to know that that's what he's doing, you know? That I can totally see. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, you don't want somebody copying your unique sound or something if it's easy, that easily, be, uh, 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 what do you call it, copyable. So, uh, hmm. so Keanu Reeves was. Well, shit. Van Halen fucking uh, somebody is here in an interview with, oh, it was David Lee Roth, that's right, there's the authority right there, um, <laughs> had broke my heart, you know, like like when he said that um, Eddie Van Halen used to record two separate parts of his guitar solo and then like layer them over themselves uh, and then from there learn how to play it. So it's not like he was sitting there coming up with that. It's like he forced himself to do it by layering two different parts and said, okay, now how do I do this all at the same time? Huh. I actually think that's really cool. I mean, granted, he didn't come up with that 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 all-in-one piece, but you got to admit, if you can layer two things together and figure out how to actually do it, it's pretty neat. Dude, that's freaking, I mean, no matter what, I mean, oh, that's then, fat oh, respect. That's also what it was. That's uh, fat respect. Uh, as a as a drummer um, for the the intro for Hot the Teacher uh, Hot for Teacher, you cannot do the actual intro to that um, by yourself. That's actually layered drum. So when it's done huh. live, it's done differently than re than the recording. So all those people who thought they were just shitty drummers trying to figure out the Hot for Teacher fucking intro, don't worry, it's not your fault. <laughs> so no, it is. So apparently, Keanu Reeves had a friend. <laughs> who signed his name to a contract and he was forced to star in the movie, the watcher. Really? Signed Keanu Reeves' name? Yeah. According to the headline on this article, says Keanu Reeves was conned into a film after a friend forged his signature on the contract. And that explains why that movie is so not Keanu Reeves and being one of his most conned films panned. Excuse me. I don't even remember the watcher. What was the watcher? 
I remember the movie, but I don't remember enough about it. So, uh, hold on. I just pull up MDB. That's what I huh. am. So 2000. Oh, yep. It is exactly the one I remember. Yeah, man. Yeah, James Spader. Serial killer of young women. Oh, God. what's wrong with James Vader? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, David. I like James yeah, Vader, by the way. So, David is a serial killer of young women. Joel was in charge of catching him in L.A. He moved to Chicago, a broken man. So did David. And sends him photos of his next victim 24 hours before the murder. Why does Johnny Newmonic only have 5.7 rating? I don't think that yeah, movie ages well. Because that was, that was, because that was, long. Yeah, well, it was 90s, that was live action cyberpunk too. That's such that a, was awesome for the time, dude. That should have had a way better rating than that. And movies, some movies just don't age well though. Like, have you seen Virtuosity? That was amazing during its time, but it aged like warm milk. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves is the dolphins. better because he's, he's gained the respect <laughs> off the, uh, the, you know, John Wick style movies. So everyone like remembers his movies being a little better than they were, maybe technically speaking, but he's always had a pretty good cult following, you know, fuck, you should listen to the way people, most people talk about point break. You can't defend that as a good movie, but fuck if you don't like it. Oh God. Oh, I was going to say, we, we talked about this year. We have COVID. We have forest fires in the state of California. I got something on that. We have hurricane Laura. Coming up in another hurricane, at tropical I'll talk storm about your in wife Florida. Like that. Yeah, and then looks like and, those are going to be okay. And, and then we have an asteroid that's supposed to head to the United States during election week. I officially say there's nothing else that could happen. If, so if the asteroid is only six feet wide, won't it'll burn up in the atmosphere. Everybody's making a big deal about absolutely nothing. And it won't be nothing. any bigger than a chihuahua, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. it's an absolute nothing asteroid. I just, I just, I love uh, it. If you guys, you guys, on, you guys got to find the article for it because there's an article that says, and big, bold font, asteroid coming yeah, from Earth, I know. election day, 2020. And it's yeah, like. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's ridiculous. If, if you, if you remember those Sunday, Sunday, Sunday commercials about those, those, uh, those monster trucks, <laughs> Sunday, 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 it's yeah. exactly like it. I was, I was dying with laughter. So let's put the, the California forest fires that we have, uh, fires going on in California right now. In there are 500 of them. Okay. Put them in perspective. California fires torch more land than five New York cities. So for yeah. all those of yeah. you in New York that are listening to us, our fires are here bigger than five of your boroughs and cities put together. That's how many, well, that's how big these fires are. Technically, California is a little bit bigger than New York, you know, just by a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Well, certainly, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, your New York State really isn't that small. I mean, people think all. When you you know it's it's like a lot of people think uh, when you're out on the West Coast you think of New York all you think about is New York City but you don't realize how big the state of New York actually is and how rural most of it actually is and then people talk, think about California and the East Coast the only thing they think about generally is San Francisco or L.A. and that's all they think about right. you know and and they have no uh, I think we shared the story before we had some friends that came out here and they came out of California great he said okay well we're gonna run down to Disneyland okay well I'll see you in a few days. And they literally yeah, yeah, yeah. right, and they had no idea what I, what 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 do you mean? I said, do you have any idea how far away Disneyland is from us? 
Let me see. From you guys, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with. Guy be close to six hundred five eighty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's about right. So if you guys want to compare square acres, anyway. California is a hundred and one. It's a hundred and one thousand six hundred and six hundred and seventy six square acres. If I'm reading this right. And no. New, New York uh, State is 32,056. So 369, three and a half times the size of New York State. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's the, 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 the difference in, in how big the two are. Hmm. Yeah, Disneyland's so, like eight hours from here, right? Six, seven? Uh, six and a half, seven. If you, if you actually go with the flow of traffic. <laughs> From where you guys are. Okay, I was I was a little off. Um, here at Folsom, it'd be 406. Okay, well, add another 30 on, so 436 miles. And add another 30 on my side, so, so getting close to 500. Yeah. And then added like an huh. hour getting from, uh, getting to Anaheim. Yeah, depending on what time of the day <laughs> you're rolling in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's best to show up between seven thirty at night to about three a.m. Yeah, then you don't hit <laughs> yeah. much traffic. Well, let's let's just say this: uh, the that estimate was give or take fifty miles and give or take five and a half hours. <laughs> well, you can ask Ryan. Like Ryan, how many times did we make the trip from Southern California to up here, and we just timed so we it so we missed all the traffic? Right? Yeah, I mean that was the that was the goal. It's like, okay, can we just like leave town at this time? Then we'll we'll skip all of the LA shit, and we're getting into like Barstow around here. We'll skip all of that shit. We'll we'll miss the Vegas crowd, and then it's just smooth sailing for five hours until yeah. you roll into Sacramento. And shit, depending on where you're going, you don't even need to really hit what eighty or was that eighty? Yeah, right you there? just take straight. No, well, we for us, it's fifty straight in. Yeah, I would. We just okay fifty, but yeah, yeah fifty is better than eighty, isn't it? Uh, uh yeah. depends on what time of the day, but yeah. But, yeah, but, but, but okay. by the way, Ryan, I'm very proud of you for not saying the 80 or the 50. Uh, oh, so. no, if I was talking about down here, I would say the 10 or the 5. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The 405, the 90, the Pomona. I, I'm just I'm just going to say thank you for that because, you know, you, you sound like a normal human being instead of going, oh, I'm just taking the. You know? <laughs> well, then you just say PHC well, and nobody like said, knows what it, you're it, talking yeah. about. <laughs> Right. Like, for example, like, you know, like when I'm driving through Los Angeles <laughs> County, like like L.A. in the suburbs, um, I will pass truckers on the right all fucking day. Not give one second thought about it. The second I'm on a two lane highway, all, all things change. I'm, I will never pass anybody on the right anymore. Yeah. That depends. It, it really depends for me. If I'm on if I'm on the five and we're you know, going for miles and miles and some idiot sitting on the left-hand side for, you know, a long-ass ways and there is nobody around, I'll be in the right-hand oh, no, lane and yeah. just go right by them. <laughs> so I'm in the driving lane. I'm not in the passing seconds. lane. So I... Every- yeah, I'd ride your ass for 30 seconds just to let you know, like, hey, man, this is where you, you know, get the fuck out of my way. So I, uh, I drive a two-lane country road to get to work every day about an hour and there's only certain sections on this road you can pass. I'm pretty amazed at what speed and how close to other cars people are willing to pass each other at. 
since I've been doing this trip, I've seen at least half a dozen close call accidents and have been tailgated for going like five to say 15 miles over the speed limit on a road that's yeah. really not that designed for it. That bothers the shit out of me too. Like, like, hey man, look, I'm already trying to break the law a little bit here to, to get where I'm going and get out of everybody else's way. Don't, don't act like, like I'm not breaking the law and stuff for your case. So at, at this breaking point, the law, breaking the law. at this point, I just go 55 miles an hour. I'm like, you know what? You guys can tailgate me all, all you want. I'm going to put it on cruise control and just, you know, drive. Cause I'm, right. I'm, I'm done being, you know, this guy who's getting tailgated, I'm, I'll, I've gone 75 on this road and this dude's like, if he was any closer, he'd be in my back seat. So it's like, fuck it. If I'm going to piss you off, I'm going to at least get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> so, John. Was that a fucking laugh track? Yes. <laughs> yes. You yeah, just now noticed this? I got up and walked off my own show. We, 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 <laughs> we use it all the time hey, when you say things. John, am I that hacky? <laughs> Just trying to get people to understand that they were supposed to laugh. So you know what movie I've never really thought needs to be remade again? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Moby Dick. Angels in the Outfield. The Exorcist. Hmm. That's probably yeah. true. They're coming out with another one next year. Is it a reboot or an extension? <laughs> it's a reboot of the original. You, 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 this ain't your daddy's Exorcist. Honest <laughs> question. <laughs> honest. Since I, I, I don't think you could actually do justice to a reboot of the movie. The first one was done so well, like between all the camera angles and the storyline yeah. and the age on it. I just wonder who's going to have to, you know, start picking up smoking, you know, 15 packs of non-filters a day. <laughs> yeah. What girl they're going to torture with fucking the, the low temperature and shake the shit out of the bed. And... It, wait, the other question is, how do you make it scarier? Than, than what it was originally. It's still a spooky fucking movie. Not to mention, it's a fucking masterclass in like that 1970s sort of filmmaking style because it, yeah. it lets those moments breathe a little bit. The character development was a lot of, a lot of it was silent. You know, you're, you're inferring. Having seen, you know, things that are going having on seen the original during the original time, as we're talking about, it was freaking scary, <laughs> man. I mean... Oh, in the yeah. theater, sitting in the theater watching that movie, <coughs> it was freaky. And it's all practical effects. It's going to look oh, yeah. better then than it's going to now with all the dumb shit CGI and a body moving. Not how, see, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean, I, I realize that supernatural things will move a body in a, in a, in a weird way and, and, and yada, yada, yada. But not in a... That's not how physics works. Not a no, so what, what? What you're saying like, is you're, what you're saying is within that universe, there are ways certain things work, and so it has to work within that universe. Some really weird walking well, creature wouldn't necessarily work. That's what I'm saying is that the way they're going to do it with CGI. There's going to be faults to it that are like uncanny valley sort of things. Versus you bought every bit of that girl's bed flying and her going all fucking crazy and shit. Because, because it, it, it was, fucked up her back for the tactile. rest of her life. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, but it's tactile. You, you felt like you could reach out and be in that room and there's a shaking bed in front of you, not a green screen. My biggest problem, honestly, is the fact that modern movies have no sense of pacing and time. One of the reasons I actually appreciate, appreciate Tarantino's movies is everything's like super fast paced or they want to do everything's a build up to a jump scare and they don't let anything 
sit and boil. Like modern filmmaking does not make good suspense movies without a soundtrack and without all these little uh, 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 gimmicks to produce it. Versus if you take a look, and, the, and if you take a look at the yeah. original, like it made you feel uncomfortable because there's really no straight shots in the entire movie. It's the color pal palette is slightly cold and pale. There's all these little filmmaking traditional effects that so, really fucks with you. So this is supposed to be coming out through uh, Morgan Creek. Why do I know that? Oh, uh, they've got a lot of the Mohicans, Dead Ringers. Is that production company? Okay. It's an old production yeah, I mean, company. They've been around for a long time. Uh, One thing they did. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, but, but I'm just wondering if they're they haven't said who's the director or any of that yet. I'm just wondering if they would even be into doing it the classic way versus going for CGI and special effects. What's the audience? Well, let me let me say this. I think well, there's I mean, starting to be a trend back towards that stuff. Well, you I, know, the same way that podcasts have told everybody, oh, hey, look, people don't actually have a short attention span for long-form conversations that – if it's interesting, then they'll they'll listen. Same thing with movies. If there's um, when Tarantino did Hateful Eight and he had the longest fucking intro of all time, I loved every second of that and worked perfectly for that. I think people are starting to remember, like, oh, this you can let something breathe and it can still be good. I'm not getting bored and looking at my phone. Well, I think it comes to what the audience is because in what, what the goal of the movie is, is this something they're going to make a bunch of sequels of? Then it's going to be a shit movie that gets initial scares that ages like, well, like Robbie just done a shit ton of sequels to or, the exorcist or, or is this one that they're going to try to do good? They're going to do, they're going to just do throw all traditional effects and make it, you know, like quality filmmaking. And then hopefully it gets a sequel because like some of these horror movies specifically are meant just to be made, you know, back to back to back to back because they scare people well, and they make a ton of money versus quality filmmaking, which Ryan and I and everybody else that we know really want. Like we grew up. Well, with. He, so they're also releasing. Uh, or oh, Sorry, I almost like refreshed the page before I got to. So next year coming out with The Exorcist coming out is. The Last Exorcist as well. Uh, does it? I don't have a production company on it right off the top of my head, but guess who's is starring this, in this one? Is this Danny Trejo now? How the fuck are so many Exorcists? Danny Trejo? What? Right. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny in this Trejo. One. Why? Why? Now I really want to see it. <laughs> right. So this one to me is like going to be like a spoof kind of thing because I've never seen him. Machete meets the Exorcist. Yeah, I was going to say he. It, yeah. it, it better. It better be Machete and or however you say because I think it'd be so, hilarious. So, but you know, so that's coming out along with the Exorcist. And I'm like, how am I supposed to take the Exorcist that's supposed to be the reboot as seriously as I can when some film like this is coming out with the same kind of title shit i don't know <laughs> yeah hopefully danny Trejo was sitting around one day and he's watching the exorcist and he's like what the fuck i wouldn't have done that i would have just done this this and that and someone's like i'll give you a million dollars to do that so according to screen rant <laughs> the new exorcist reboot is in the fall for uh works for 2021 i just saw something that said possibly the fall which would be the perfect you're going to get into the halloween season which is 
kind of an obvious for a horror movie. Um, you know, speaking of Exorcist movies, this wasn't an, a quote Exorcist movie as far as the, the franchise goes, but um, I think the best one I ever saw was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Did you guys ever catch that one? That was a really good one. Yeah, I agree. And that, was, was, that was part of the it, franchise. It together with the court case. No, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with the Exorcist. That was actually based on a on a well, I'm going to say true story. It's based on a true court case. Um, because yeah. you know exorcism or, or bullshit, but, but I thought uh, they were. The point. I thought they were tagging that on with the franchise. They weren't. No, no, it has nothing to do with the, the franchise because it's actually based huh. on this court case where the right. this priest and the family basically killed this girl. Um, yeah. And they, you know, their claim was it was due to an exorcism. Um, and the, I think the family ended up getting jail time. They they indicted him for sure. But in any case, uh, the movie itself, you know, obviously presupposes that it was all true and this is what happened, but it kept cutting to this court case. So it, it gives you this, you know, sort of very realistic vibe to it while just like having one of the craziest exorcism scenes you could ever hope for. Yeah. It was pretty, it was a good movie. It was a good horror film. Yeah. They did a good job on that one. I agree. The horror movies out. Uh, it, just these last handful of years, uh, people Man, have been I gotta say, like the eighties, Nothing like the eighties. The eighties was like the. Flicks? Oh yeah, those were like the prime years for horror films. Yeah, those were my favorite you know, years of horror films. Was the eighties. So the Exorcist of Emily what? Rose came out in 05 Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um. Yeah, it had Dexter's sister playing the. Uh, there. See the the the, yeah. the the problem I think um, with and I'm not a giant horror fan movie. Matter of fact, I really don't like them. But I think the problem with horror is people realized again that you can make money on them. You know, you had the '80s when they had the slasher films and all that, and then that that went away, and they tried to do different styles. And then like the aughts, they became popular again, and they tried to make all these franchises like Saw being torture you know, porn. But but I, I what I miss are the the horror films that were slasher films but also comedies like the the leprechaun series the critter series i mean gremlins even i mean gremlins is kind of like a little bit too far you know on the comedy side at times people do people do misremember how violent the gremlins movie was they oh, remember the it was like, oh, it was a cute movie, but no, people fucking died in that movie. Or like, like take a look at Critters, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. That's, I mean, I remember it fondly as a kid because it was an amazingly violent movie, but it's incredibly violent for what it was. People got skinned alive in that movie. Oh um, yeah, and so I miss this, also the uh, Tremors, the early Tremors, not the not the, the most recent ones. The first one, honestly, the first ones, the first the maybe first second one. Yeah, so the first two I liked. So we're going to take a, a break. To see, so we're going to take a break real quick to see if the old guy has a topic. Is he awake? I, I just wait, was waiting for you guys to actually talk about something relative. <laughs> oh, man. I, I thought we were going to start hearing about the old hammer horror stuff in a second here. <laughs> uh, oh, Alfred Hitchcock's, the black and white. You got, you got nothing on Bella Lugosi's Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> I have all those. I have the black and whites of uh, the black... Uh, Dracula, of Wolfman, of Frankenstein, yeah, of all of those. Those, pretty good. those movies out. Well, the old guy yeah. saw it in theaters. I mean, I thought he was the director. No, he was the guy playing the piano. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. 
<laughs> no, I was cranking. I me. was cranking the film as it was going through with a candle <laughs> that was lighting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to do it, let's get it right, right? Oh, actually, we want to talk about something relevant. So, have you seen the trailer for uh, Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan film? You know, there's sure been a lot of hype about that movie. He hasn't done anything. I've actually been kind of trying to avoid the trailer because of that reason. Yeah. Well, his his biggest problem is he hasn't had a whole lot of flops lately. So it's one of those things that's being hyped enough that I'm wondering how good it is. Because um, what was the oh that that the outer space movie that he made? The one was like the um, fifth the fifth dimension, you know, and there was Anne Hathaway on a planet where oh. Um, oh, you're talking about shoot. Interstellar? Yeah, I think Interstellar. Yes, thank you. I think Interstellar was the closest movie he had to a flop, and it really wasn't a flop. Are you fucking kidding me? That was like, I mean, okay, as far I don't know about box office success, but I swear to God, that's one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years. Well, don't get me wrong. I actually really liked the movie, but that was the feeling I got of it, that it just did not, it didn't really reach the the, the ethos, like the, the, the his previous one about the going in people's minds. This the Inception? It, yeah. In, Interstellar just didn't seem to hit the peak that most of his movies did. So I was, I haven't watched the trailer just because I was wondering if, if this was just going to be a bomb because he, he seems like he's kind of, he, he should be getting I, I one soon. I think the people that like him, like him for the right reasons. You know, um, he well, doesn't just make these spectacle movies. He makes like really, really good well thought out movie so I, I i don't know i think if he does what he's been doing it, it, it'll be good so it's like Tarantino. and then there's gonna be those people that are like i didn't understand inception and you're like you're stupid just don't watch it so it's like basically oh, no Tar- i understand inception i just don't like it so it's the people who like tarantino it's the the, the tarantino fans are gonna like what he makes well if it's good i mean just tarantino's <laughs> really never made a bad movie except for jackie brown <laughs> hey and it's not we don't bad, talk honestly. about that. It's really just about we don't talk about Jackie Brown. <laughs> we don't talk about Jackie Brown. Yeah, we had a, we actually sat down during Real Flicks Reviews and said, which movies don't we ever want to watch again? And we both said, Jackie Brown and those two said Cool World. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always threaten if they make me watch a really shitty movie that I really don't want to watch, I said, I'm going to make them watch Cool World. And yeah, we and I even watched Jack Brown it. again. It just, it just really was like I couldn't, I couldn't fault it scene by scene. It's just about a dozen too many scenes. So, do you guys think theaters are going to survive? Because I know there's a ruling that, oh that well, there's a ruling that well, passed. Well, hold on, hold on. There's a ruling that passed that said these studios can own theaters again. AMC recently did a deal with a major studio. I don't remember which one it was. So it seems like these mom and pop studios, even big ones like AMC, are having financial issues. Do you think they're so, going to? Yeah, sure. Do you think they're going to stay away? Do you think there's going to be less of them? Because or or more you know, bo- more you, bo- or more boutique times, ones, like the dinner and the, the movie. You brought this up, like movie theaters are going to go under, and I've always <clears> disagreed with you. I would like to point out that I always disagreed with you pre-COVID. I never saw this shit. <laughs> See, because uh, so hold on, man. That's the thing why I brought up ten ten or uh, ten. Yeah. Anyway, um, is because yeah, I. I I have to do a little bit of an edit on on the notes for the show I'm taking. Um, Stupid autocorrect. Anyways, um, (laughs) so the reason I brought that up is because there's a lot of people that are more talking about this being released in drive-in theaters 
actually sit down theaters is where this is going to be taking off is mostly where they're putting their money and actually releasing this as a blockbuster film. See, that would surprise me because all the drive-in theaters that I know are in areas that after dark aren't particularly safe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so me too, so but, as soon as, but people still love drive-in theaters. Well, but, but as soon as you, you tell me where there's some new drive-in theaters being built... Then I'll believe it. You know what? That's the thing. I mean, do you, do you think do you think you see a comeback for something like that? See, I here's here's where I think I think Why you not? do. I I think that's gonna I think they're gonna make a comeback because I think people finally realize that it's a different experience. It's a fun experience. You're in your own car. Well, too many people haven't experienced it. So yeah. unless they're, they're you know yeah, they're well, having, it's people, it's so I think what's gonna how happen many is who it's, would have never experienced it have because of this whole thing a lot. And this is something I brought up last week, and I'm going to bring it up since Ryan's here this time. He didn't decide to bail on us and go flirting with some coroner. Um, now, Hope you had a good mustache, Ryan. I know you like it. So <laughs> the – oh, okay. Now, uh, John's trying to sidetrack me on this shit. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I've got something on relative relative to talk about the here. The radio station up. up here – is advertising that you can go to the drive-in theater and experience Metallica's re- most recent show at the drive-in. So they're even doing concerts at the drive-ins now. I mean, is this? I think it's something that might actually be make a comeback. What do you? I mean, with this whole COVID thing. So I got an idea. We all need solution. to start an IPO for building new drive-ins. So okay. do you think we should yeah. open up the new, the old drive-in they used to be off El Dorado Road? Oh, you mean up here? Sure, why not? I mean, I don't know who owns it, but maybe we can so find somebody to he, pop in. So I mean, you don't need wires and thing. Bluetooth the whole sucker. We can do a big... Well, a big, and that's the great... I mean, the overhead compared to a regular movie theater is oh yeah. so bare bones. It's unbelievable. I mean, we're talking a lot a few screens which are basically billboards that you have to keep clean um yeah. a few projectors and and a concession stand beyond that it's like hey bring your own fucking whatever you want i know a lot of people that used to go to drive-ins around here there's only one but just because they wanted to smoke weed in their car the whole time sure. not to mention it was like nine bucks for a double feature so I, I think what it's going to be is just like most thing. I think if it does come back and it's going to be a boutique experience, I think what's going to happen is five to 10 years after that, if that stays open, then there's a good chance it's going to make a comeback because I, I do yeah. see them opening some, some places, but I just don't think it's going to, it going to. So you know off. what killed the, you guys probably never even thought about this. You know what, no, no. Okay. Keep, you can keep guessing if you want, but one of the, one major Animax. thing that killed drive-in theaters was porn. The EPA. Oh, really? Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. So what people are doing? You go to drive-in. It's a cold Shooting night. The birds? What do you do? Yeah, you, you start, run your car. You run your car. And so what's then? It's sitting there idling, and you're producing pollutants, and uh, and it was the same oh. thing. If it's a very hot night, whatever, you'd be running your air conditioning, so your car's got to run. And the EPA, I mean, I guess if they're pretty ubiquitous, that that might make some sense, you know. Yeah, they they started taking notice of this, and then uh, really, yeah, and then so. So I mean, what were the regulations that they were trying to impose? Well, exactly? well you know, it, it all mean, came down back into this. You know, when we started in the '70s, started being aware of. Part of the other thing that killed them too is when the oil embargo started. 
Uh, and all of a sudden, gasoline uh, yeah. gasoline was, you know, f- 500 times the price it was before. So you had that problem, and so people weren't going then also because, you know, you could you could only fill up every other day or what, you know, so it was all kinds yeah, of you weird. Were, definitely didn't want to waste it at the drive-in. Exactly. And so it's in a 1970s K car that got like six miles to a gallon. Well, you know, so, so unfortunately for drive-in theaters, they got hit with multiple whammies. And uh, that, that's what really killed the industry. So now I didn't think about that. That's an interesting take on that. Huh? Yeah. Well, only, you know, it's because I kind of studied it a little bit because I did a paper on drive-in theaters. So there's and that uh, looking into all the multiple factors that killed them. So yeah. there's there's ways around all of that. But I don't think now that, that the old guy saying that I don't think there's any cheap way around that because you could easily have like some sort of speaker AC thing all in one, but then you've still got power. I oh you're now you're talking on infrastructure. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's going to be. I don't think they're going to make. I think it's going to be a boutique experience. I see them making all a comeback, right, but I don't see them being permanent. Yeah, I'm not sure Screw how big. Going to Mars, get must to fix it. There you go. I, I, I'll call up Elon. And, I do. And you think, I bet he'll take my call. I, I do. Hey, this is the old guy. I do, however, however I got an think, idea for you. I do, however, think the dinner and the movie thing is going to stay. Uh, the, uh, well, it's like you, you can watch a movie and then for like 50 extra bucks, you can get a, a, not a, even that a, expensive. a bad hammer, I, I, We've done it, Paul. No, we, yeah. We've done it like you know, half a dozen times. I'm and di- actually, it's fun. That I can see staying oh. because. If as long as the food is good. Because theaters are struggling, but. Yeah. Uh, even before COVID. So I think you're going to have different experiences. Well, the, what yeah, was that? Uh, uh, go on, Ryan. Oh, I was going to say, all right, a quick story. I don't know what you're going to say. Okay, we're out of the boutique but, movie theaters and we're on to the next story. Actually, guys, I don't know if you guys heard oh, about no. this. Oh, no, this was a, this was a, I'm sorry, go ahead. It doesn't matter, it's not important. Did you know it's that uh, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, right? Un. I don't know how you pronounce um, it. Um, mm-hmm. It's always a, a guttural sound. He's apparently in a coma, and his sister is finally set to take control. This is a rumor months and months ago that first came out, and as of yesterday, it's reported that I thought this he guy, was spotted since that first rumor. Yeah, he was. Like, was, was he was spotted, this? but you know what? We didn't see a lot of him, and apparently he has fallen into a coma. And uh, So is it like uh, the kind of the Hitler... Body doubles that we saw a probably while ago then? It, it may have all been, but so his sister wants his sister's been. It wouldn't surprise me if his sister didn't poison him. She's been wanting to take over for a while, and maybe uh, has finally done it. And, I, I, I bet that woman's incredibly brutal. In the next couple of days, we need to pay attention to what's going on in in uh, uh, North Korea and see what's. And was it Pyongyang? Yeah, is well, I know. It? I was just reading something about Putin still off in his. Uh, uh, Rivals opposition. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Is his the the main opposition? I, yeah. I, I don't know what the guy's name was, but yeah. And this is the second yeah. time he's been like, like he's been hit. Like the fifth time or something like. Oh, the, the guy himself. You mean? Yeah, because he got what was it? He got. I think he got a car hit him or something one time, and this time they poisoned his tea. I the, the story I heard on the radio the other day. It's like, it Kim Yo Yong is his sister. His sister, yeah. Huh. I, was it the? Oh, it was when the Olympics happened. You had all these ABC and all these affiliates going, "Oh, this the beautiful sister of this," and you know, I'm gonna gonna laugh if she turns out to be like the butcher of Fleet Street. She's just some horrible woman who we have on record of all these. Oh, this wonderful, beautiful, you know, the sister of. I could see it. 
I think you would have, I think to be a woman in that, under that condition and being in that family, I bet she would have to be absolutely brutal. I don't see. Oh yeah, no doubt. I don't see anybody being soft and kind and loving surviving. No, um, probably not, not, but it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So real news. Yeah. I, we had I don't our see her being a, being a very pleasant lady when behind closed doors <laughs> she's like carmella yeah, i mean if anything probably has to double down on on how much she's uh you know how brutal she is just so you know the you know people take her seriously and don't see her as you know just an easy person to walk over she's probably twice as bad as anybody do you think she's going to be like carmella the bloody queen that would bathe in the blood of virgins until they well, ran I mean, out of virgins if anything, but for the publicity it's like hey guess what i blade in the in the blood of my enemies don't fuck with me, you know. Even if she doesn't do it, you know what'd be interesting. So gross on on this this subject. They have said that they've worried about her being even more, more brutal than he, than he is was whatever it may be. But what if she went the other way? What if she went the Gorbachev way? What if she said, you know what? Maybe it's time to embrace the the Western culture and we're going to change. I mean, he's gonna she's gonna she's walk just been acting the part the whole time until she's in power, and then she's like, all right, listen, fucker, maybe. Maybe we we, yeah. we we could put a you know we could do our own onion story and put that out that that's yeah one can hope oh, there yeah a, one can hope isn't there a story of Gorbachev walking in Washington D.C. around the White House in his underwear drunk? <laughs> Not that I've read, but I don't read That'd the things you read. <laughs> anyway, I would not be surprised. Um, so on a little bit of an update, we talked about this a few months back. So remember uh, when I brought up that Jim Baker? got in trouble for selling the, the snake oil yeah. for COVID care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. As he's being indicted, um, you know, basically being sued by the government for, you know, selling and, and embezzling money out of people again, you know what he decided to do? No, what? He decided that he would basically file for PPP loans, the paycheck protection. Yeah. And he got and it, right? And guess what? He, he got, got it granted to him for the amount between $650,000 to $1.7 million in the Payment Protection Program funds. Good for him. If you're going to scam the system, wait up. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Wow. Oh. Well, I mean, he's, he's had a lot of experience at it, so why not? Grief. Oh, by the way, it, wow. it was it was Russian leader Boris Yeltsin was once found near the White House late at night, dressed in his underwear, seemingly drunk and looking for pizza. <laughs> okay, well, do you blame him? No, Jeez. but so, that's of course what you need pizza with your alcohol. That's what I'm wondering is is uh, Kim Jong whatever her name is is she is she going to be that way? She's going to come to the United States all lovey dovey, drunk off her ass, looking around for like cheap Chinese takeout. I think that would be a great take on it. Huh? We'll we'll make we'll push this spin and we'll say it came from Mad Trio. It started here <laughs> that she's actually going to embrace Western ways and open up, give them give them all free internet so they can really see what the world yeah. is. Oh, that that does remind me. They did something uh, a year ago, two years ago. They screwed up on their in, internal internet and put it actually facing the outside world. And I remember browsing. Oh yeah, it was up for like whatever it was, like a, like like three minutes, but it was like damage done. Sorry. Yeah, because I was at work or I was at work or at home, and I was browsing around the North Korean internet. It's like this is kind of creepy. <laughs> it's it's like Web point five. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like all of a sudden I'm 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 browsing the well. It was really weird. Apparently, you know, and, and any of those guys that have escaped and, and gone into South Korea and then seen what the what what they've been missing their whole lives, they just can't. You mean they, food, they're in shoes? absolute shock. Absolute shock. Because you know they're they're all basically starving. They don't have a great food distribution system. They're all indoctrinated. They're all you know. It's it's the government way or not, right? It would be like living in seventeen, like no, like sixteen eighty two, and all of a sudden going to twenty twenty. Probably it would. Yeah. It would, yeah. Apparently it was just these people have just had ultimate culture shock, and uh, you know they they oh and one of the <laughs> nothing nothing to say about us fat guys. But one of the things that the guys couldn't believe, he'd never seen a person that was overweight before, ever. Well, yeah, they probably haven't seen a person who was at weight. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, no can, you, can you imagine that? I mean, he, uh, there were so many just little things that we would take for granted, wouldn't think anything of, <laughs> that just was blowing this guy's mind. He just couldn't handle it. I mean, it was like, what? <laughs> Oh, I can, I can, I can totally see it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how many of these people who were in there had to do go into like these culty programming things. You know, like you have somebody who was part of like the, like Joaquin, was it Joaquin Phoenix, like something like that. Like one of his family was in the hand of God or whatever cult. I wonder if it's like those guys who have I, to. Good question. I don't know. They, well, know, I mean, because I'm assuming if you grew up, believing, there's groups of the Amish that are so so tightly you know they don't let any outside influence at all that have similar experiences living right here in this country you know so i've heard similar stories i I was even thinking about like that one japanese dude they found in the woods after like 50 years oh yeah after like world war ii II. yeah and i'm like what that guy and like oh okay world's over or war's over and they finally convince you of it and they're like all right man well let's take you back to tokyo and tokyo's the worst fucking place you can go because it's the more future than anybody else yeah. it's like first i would take that guy to iowa and, <laughs> yes. and explain a few things and then we'll go to like new york and explain a few more things maybe you know? even, and then even... maybe eventually we'll go to tokyo and have him trip out over you know like <laughs> use panties and bending machines whatever but yeah you'd have to break break them in easily because i'll tell you what yeah. your mind would be blown if you came from from nothing i always virtually. wanted to experience something like that and i think the only version i could come up with is possible is, is being like aliens yeah i've I've heard to some degree going to like certain parts of Tokyo is that way is because how high tech, like a Japanese arcade and all that, like yeah. to us, it, it would be. Yeah, had a friend who went there and said it was like getting off the plane in the future. Uh, that he just, he couldn't believe how like, like it was like watching a movie. I mean, like how people portray like, like the future movie thing and we're all living on a, on a, what do you call it? A, um, uh, like an orbital spaceport or something like that, you know. And I, I have to admit, the one thing I think is amazing about Japan, and I wish they had here, was, and I don't think you could do it where I live, but all the vending machines with all the some, you know, you could buy like decent quality food or quasi good food and all over the place instead of having to go in like these quickie mart type places. What's wrong with the quickie mart? I would just rather be able to go to a vending machine, drop, you know, a couple of coins in there and, and, and grab a soda instead of having to wait in line at the local quick stop. Yeah. Well, there you go. The quickie mark. Set one up yourself. It's a full autumn automat, right? Automate. 
I'm at, you know, my, yeah, oh my I was, God, I was really hoping at. for a response out of James on that one. Uh, I couldn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> there was multiple oh, talking. Said, yeah, who needs the quickie mark? I do. <laughs> Thank you. It's a lie. I, was, I hate when I they was, lie to me in songs. I was hoping to hear that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear what you said. So, <laughs> so real quick, something interesting. I've been reading about the Xbox One X or Series X, which actually kind of reminds me of that tower from 2001, except this one has wow. a CD slot. Um, it has an expansion port that you can actually put in. It's a custom-made one terabyte um, SSD that you just plug into this spot, uh, spot, and it's just like the internal one terabyte. I was going to say, isn't that the same thing that we can do with the Xbox One? I mean, except this one's an SSD, which is technically faster. And it's supposedly there's no lag, which you, there, the R is there's a USB port. I think it's USB. It's either USB or Firewire into the back of the Xbox One. But apparently, this is supposed to be at parity with speeds. Hmm. I don't um, which it can, depending on what speed hard drive you get in the external, it can be slower. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna this is gonna bring consoles up to up to date with PCs. I'm like, you keep dreaming, nerd. Yeah, see, I'm I'm a big PC guy, but any like the reason I bought consoles is because upgrading my PC all the time not not only is it expensive, I just got annoyed with it. So you got a piece of hardware that can last up to five years. I'm cool with that. I don't have to have the latest and greatest Nvidia or you know AMD card and this and that and spend five right. grand in a computer yeah. for two years it's just it's a waste of money versus exactly. a console. that the re- i mean I've, I've always been a console gamer but i mean i have no illusion about what what it is that i that these things are capable of versus you know the pc gamers who are i i figure steady eight to ten years ahead of us at all times it's about that, probably. I haven't looked in a long time. Like when every time I build a new computer, I generally personally try to aim for anywhere between two to three grand because that seems to literally last for five years. Like four to five years, I the longevity I get out of it without upgrading. Um, yeah. Now, luckily, there's the the upgrading tools that become pretty ubiquitous, and you can get you know pretty inexpensive drivers and things <laughs> like that to, to update stuff. But um, well, well, part of the- you've got to be so on top of it. Well, one of the issues is, is if depending on where you are technology wise, like when they had, um, oh God, I should know all this. Uh, well, they went from one style uh, connector on the video card to another. Um, there's a, when you're in between how they do things, it makes it a little painful because then you have to get a new motherboard. You may have to get new Ram. More than likely you'll have to get a new power supply. And by that end, you're just rebuilding a brand new computer. Um, like when PCIe just came along and the previous one that's where one of the computers i was you had to build a brand new fucking computer just so you could get the latest and greatest video card versus this i buy an xbox i have it for four by five years this brand new one um it's 4k it's supposed to be pretty badass uh so i don't know i i just i like console gamers plus the fact I don't like playing console uh, like computers on giant TV screens. However, playing a console on a giant computer screen with a controller does never bothered me. I know it sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, no, I, I like the, the medium of a controller. I like my big-ass 4K, you know. Um, I've, I've had the 1X for a while now, and it's going to take me a long time to go through the amount of games that they're currently making for it. So, 
even when the new console comes out, I don't have this urge that I need to be there, you know, release night to, to get the new one. I'm going to... I expect you to be there the night of to buy me a new Xbox, Ryan. <laughs> the, I'll, I'll rob a couple And of drive it up here and drop it off. At, well, not drop it off. I expect you to set it up, too. I'm going to pre-order it because my Xbox getting a little long in the tooth. Like, to actually install a game, I pretty much have to do the old uh, TV bit where you slap it. So mine's- You should call customer right. support for that long in the tooth. You know what? Let me tell you something. No joke. Microsoft customer support is so fucking good. I have never had anywhere near a bad experience with those people. They are fucking amazing. Like, not for nothing. Oh, yeah. Microsoft is good. Uh, Apple is is world-renowned for having, you know, quality. Um, Yeah, just every time I'm on the phone with them, they're just like, what? You're having what problem? Bro, that sucks, man. Let's figure this out, dude. Well, my, we'll get you back gaming in, in no time, man. My my favorite experience ever, just because it <coughs> always made me laugh. I bought a, <coughs> excuse me, like one of the early generations of the Dell XPS. It was a ridiculously expensive computer. Dude, you I, got a Dell? I literally could have bought it for cheaper. And apparently when you bought it at the time, you got this California-based tech support. And I called it for a question. The guy's like, dude, what's up? How can I help you? It's like, uh, um, you guys have a Middle Eastern dude I can talk to? It's like, why, man? Because I understand what the fuck the dude's saying. It's like, well, I'm sorry, man. This group's like, hey, stop. You know, I, I literally just going, this is, I would rather have the thick accent guy because I understand them better. Oh, give me a break. I actually yeah, said that. Yeah, 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 sure. No, 100%. So you know the way tech support used to work? Uh, where they were once tech support became 24 seven uh, is that it, they followed the sun and wherever the sun was setting, that was the line of where the tech support was going to be. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. And you could, so you could actually time the time that you were going to call in for tech support, looking at the sun charts, deciding where that line is and, and who am I going to get? So, nice. Yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. So What's funny, on the other side of that, uh, I had an uncle who used to do tech support. I can't remember for who specifically. It might have been like Microsoft. But uh, he'd be on the phone with somebody and, you know, middle-aged uh, uh, lady on the phone with him. And after about 10 minutes, he'd just be like, ma'am, 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 do you, do you have a teenage son by any chance? Put him on the phone. <laughs> well, what? Oh, why? And he said every time that they did, that fucking 16-year-old would jump on the phone. They'd have whatever it was done in five minutes. Yeah, probably. Having <laughs> being the only person here that actually started a tech company, which I did during the, the wild west of the internet days, and having a man tech support Do-do-do. situations, Do-do-do. Sherman set the a whole way group back, of tech support people. Uh, boy, I tell you what, you get personalities all the way from the super, hey, what's great? It's a wonderful day. What can I tell you to like, you know, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you literally get. So you never know what you're going to get on tech support, no matter who you call. So, uh, or time I respect of day. either of those. <laughs> what I don't like is the disconnected. Like this dude is definitely playing asteroids while he's not yeah, exactly. Listening. He doesn't. He's not even listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Just click over here, dude. Yeah. Have oh. you tried unplugging it and plugging it? <laughs> yeah, back the, in? that's like, always yeah, the. Bro, we I'm always did that. You. Got to reboot your computer. Have you done that? So, Have you rebooted your computer? So my mom, at one point in time, we we bought her a, a Dell computer, and the hard drive blew, and I knew exactly what it was, and. 
we had to call the tech support because it was under the, you got hmm. would have gotten a free hard drive. And so the guy did a spiel and I said, look, here's the issues. This is what I know it's happening. Can we get a guy out here to replace the guy's like, well, I need you to do this. And like 45 minutes later, I said, Hey mom, would you mind taking over real quick? And so my mom was on the phone for another two and a half hours. And I just, I, I said, hold on, mom. I said, listen, man, here's the symptoms. This is what it's doing. I need you. Oh, okay, sir. It sounds like it's this, you know, like four and a half hours ago, if you'd listened to me. And literally he was having my mom like do very obscure DOS commands and all sorts of crazy crap. It's like, I know what she's doing. Why are you doing this? It's it's not going to figure anything out. Well, you know, if we're on tech questions, you guys know what Moore's law is. It's about the speed of computers every six months, so something like that. The integration of density of transition uh, transistors doubles That's every it. eighteen to twenty-four uh, months. Yeah. Okay. okay. So in the last yeah. couple of years, we had Moore's law actually fell apart. It actually wasn't wasn't happening and uh well it was sort of doomed to fail like even in the the original theory it was uh unsustainable after a while right and we actually fell into that uh for the last few years uh, intel and amd and all these other guys they just wasn't possible until just recently and uh so they're finally finally they've, they've made some kind of breakthrough and in it I, I believe it's intel who's made the uh uh, the breakthrough, and they, they're calling the, the the new processor has a code name, and it's called Devil's Canyon. Hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. Nice. But anyway, so yeah, like Harry Canyon. So they're going to be yeah. So apparently, it looks like Moore's law is coming back, and they're they found a way to actually make processors even faster. You know, like I said, the last couple of years, I I, I happen to hear a no, news story about that. Yeah. Not too well, long and ago. they they keep saying the same about um, you know our our technological advancements in general, uh, but it's all presupposing that we have this like infinite amount of energy, which like yeah, it, it'll last us for a long time. Like none of us in our lifetimes are ever going to see the end of this. But uh, you know, at a certain point, you're going to have thermodynamic laws and entropy start to come into play on those things of like, oh, it turns out we can't power this fucking light speed engine to wherever the hell we wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so, we can. We just have to drain the sun of all its power. So we... It, well, no, you, here's the problem. The universe <laughs> of all its power. <laughs> so we are over time. So anybody have any final thoughts before we end this? Goodbye. Don't hide in the hear. trunk at a, at a drive-in movie theater. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Ryan, it's you first. hotter than you think. You first, since Ryan stepped on you. <laughs> oh, I, I said don't hide in the trunk uh, at a drive-in movie theater. It, it's hotter than you think. Oh, yeah. So, James? I said none that you want to hear. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, Jonathan <laughs> Charney, James the Fat Man Stevens... Ryan, who the hell is that, Preston? And Rob, the old guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.